She's a professional aromatherapist, and he is an international wellness advocate for the largest essential oil company in the world. But their love for essential oils has brought them together. Welcome to Fellowship in Essential Oils, where Elizabeth Ashley and Adam Barillet discuss essential oils and their gifts for the body, heart, head and spirit. Hello and welcome to this episode of Fellowship in Essential Oils. This week, we're diving into Clary Sage. How are you, Liz? I feel very smug today because I'm in home territory after, after having written a book about Clary Sage before. Hopefully, I've got good answers today. <laughs> yes, exactly. Now, Clary Sage is, I guess, probably renowned as being, it, it has a bit of a reputation as being the woman's essential oil. It's really great for women. I must admit... I still like it, and I'll talk a little bit about how I like to use it as we go through, but it's kind of known as a hormone essential oil. Would I be right in saying that? Uh, yes, it is known as that. Um, what it, is, it isn't a hormone essential oil, though. So quite often you'll see it written that it makes you have more estrogen. It produces estrogen. It does or, or stimulates estrogen. It does none of those things. What it does is it mimics oestrogen in the body. Um, so usually when something like that happens, um, there's a constituent within the oil that is uh, similar in structure that the body um, kind of confuses it. It's not, there isn't. So it's it's um, the constituent sclarial, which gives it its Latin name, salvia scleria, uh, scleria. Sclarial is um, like a feistra estrogen, so it tricks the body into thinking that you have more estrogen. So, yeah, hormones. But um, as you quite rightly say, we, we talk about it as a woman's oil because quite often, you know, people will say, oh, women have estrogen and progesterone. But men also have estrogen and progesterone mm. and testosterone, just at lower amounts. So sometimes, and, and we'll talk about it as we get further in, and it's something that I talk about a lot in my book, um, that estrogen deficiency can cause really strange things in people. Um, and supplementing somebody with estrogen can have remarkable effects on their mental health so yeah definitely want to understand that it, it is a women's oil but really helpful for men too yeah so when would you recommend someone work with clary sage then so i think first and foremost periods um and that's why people say um that it is um a, a woman's oil it's, it's it's an antispasmodic oil so anything that cramps can be really uh, um, helped fast by um, Clary Sage. And I have restless legs, which is nightmarish. A, a drop of Clary Sage in a warm bath can really help um, uh, restless legs, especially if you put some magnesium um, Epsom salts in the bath as well. So anything that cramps, it's really helpful for. Um, and it's it is a gentle oil, even though it's very strong. It is a gentle oil, so um, you can use it on in really quite little children if you use small enough amounts. So this cramping and this griping, if somebody ha a little one has colic, a small amount on an abdominal uh, massage is is really um, lovely. Um, but also just mood generally if you are feeling very anxious or depressed 
it has a real softening and and I'm I'm kind of skipping a long way into the video but it's very much uh, to do with the moon and mercury and the moon is all about emotions and Clarice age is like a sea of emotions it's really mm. pacifying to anybody that's got um those kind of up and down up and down emotions going on um so yeah and skin wise um beautiful for greasy skin oily skin but also it doesn't have to be too greasy so if you've got like combination skin or even if you've got like older skin and you think oh god that's a bit grimy today that's a, that's a clary sage uh reason to use it what you do need to be careful of, and I don't know if, if you know this, but it's sort of around about the 16th, 17th, 17th century in Britain, uh, beer was made for a while from tarry sage because it was cheaper than hops. So it was an adulterant for uh, beer. It gets you very, very, very drunk very, very quickly, which is great until you experience the headache the next morning. If you mix clary sage with uh, alcohol chances are you'll get dodgy dreams but you will definitely get a horrible horrible uh headache the next morning i call it the clary sage axe in your head yeah so, so that's not if it's is that if it's beer made out of clary sage or if you're drinking beer and you happen to use clary sage essential oil at the same time yeah and wine any kind oh, of yeah, yeah any kind of alcohol and, and clary sage dodgy mix mm. interesting interesting now you will sometimes hear that if you're pregnant and someone opens a bottle of clary sage you need to run out of the house get in the car drive to the airport fly to another country and be far far away from it because you might have a miscarriage is that an exaggeration we don't know is the answer to that um so let, let's go on it's a uterine tonic yeah so we say don't use it in the first 37 weeks of pregnancy. Only use it when full labour is set on. Um, however, I've got a very good friend, and I'll say her name here so people can seek her out if they want to. Her name's Susan Mousley. She is a tremendous uh, aromatherapist. She used to be the uh, chairman of the International Federation of Aromatherapists, but is also a midwife. So she knows what she's talking about. Um, and she set up actually an aromatherapy program at the hospital that she was working with. So they actually prescribed these uh, essential oils to women in labour. And what she says is lots of people use clary sage to try and speed up labour. But if you use it too early on or you use too large amounts, what the body just goes is it slows down the labour. Um, mm. we, we often as aromatherapists get kind of targeted about our restrictions on pregnancy because and i'm and i am very hot on this i say not don't use any essential oils in the first 16 weeks of pregnancy don't do it and there's lots of reasons for that but the main one is that to get real strong scientific evidence and data we would have to do an experiment on an unborn child now, the ethical ramifications of that are profound. Nobody's going to do it. So nobody is going to say, oh, well, we know for sure. We can't possibly know for sure. What we do know is it is a uterine tonic. Imagine the effects on a baby and the body going, pushing at it. There's a, there is a, a theoretical um, risk of miscarriage with any uh, essential oils in early 
pregnancy, but particularly you shouldn't use clarisage till late on for exactly that reason, because it stimulates the uterus. Yeah, so I think it's, it's a case of being informed and aware, but not freaked out by it. I remember listening recently to another podcast by another North American aromatherapist. She said she can find no recorded study ever of clarisage leading to a miscarriage. So I, you know, I, I if, doubt if that there is one. I doubt that there is yeah. one. But but yeah. you know, it's only very recently that we've had such a thing as scientific evidence. Um, mm. And there were clarisage teas, um, and the old women, the old ways would be to use clarisage tea to to speed pregnancy, to to do other things that we wouldn't want to do, um, and so. I mean, I am 30 years in and I still say, no, I, when I was pregnant, I didn't use uh, essential oils in the first 16 weeks and neither would I use it on anybody else. So I, it, it's not scaremongering. It is the yeah. correct way of doing it. But yeah, if you accidentally get some on you, then there's no need to freak out. No. Exactly. Yeah. Now, another thing, the, the name Clary Sage, I believe, actually comes from the translation of the term clear eye because Clary Sage was used for a... Um, yeah, a remedy for pink eye. Um, kind of. So clary sage, um, I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's a really beautiful plant with lots and lots of sort of pink, uh, uh, blue flowers. It goes to pinky flowers. And, and at the end, it turns into a seed. And uh, what they used to do is put the seed into the eye, which would collect together any mucilage, so any crap that's in your, in your eye, ah. and then take that out. But yes, conjunctivitis, sore eyes, itchy eyes, any of those things I use, but I use the hydrolat, so the floral water that's made from it. But I, but yeah, we always have it in our fridge for poorly eyes, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I guess we could, as a safety message here, we could probably talk about that don't go putting any oils in your eyes. No, um, but, you know, you can, as long as you dilute it down, um, you can just, like, wash round here. Round. Yeah, yeah but you, but we obviously don't use neat ones. That's a silly thing to do. But, yeah, the hydrolat is, is better for it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Any other, well, where I actually like Clarisage, I do occasionally use it on my skin. But like you said, when you're talking about more that, that emotional regulation and helping with anxiety and that, I, it's one of my, it's in my rotation. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm a typical Gemini, so I have to mix it up every night, but it's in my rotation of oils I'll diffuse at night, especially. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, it's, 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 it's such a peaceful oil. Um, mm. And I, I think it's very good if you are struggling to say what you want to say. Are you not quite sure on the words? And and in a way, this ties into the like the PMT stuff. You know, it's very hard to say what you mean when you when you premenstrual. You you savage yeah. people. You know, <laughs> it, it it calms all that down. But also just this like back anxiety. See, it's really good for for sleep. Um, but also really good for people who've got like dementia. Alzheimer's who go into those situations where they're panicked um, or become aggressive. It's uh, there's quite a lot of evidence for using it for those kind of people too. Yeah, yeah, um, interesting. I was talking earlier about this idea of supplementing, like for estrogen. Um, so estrogen, if we were to say it had a name, we would say it was the molecule of worry. 
So, you know, if anybody who's been premenstrual will know that when that drops down, you know, you've, you've ovulated, it drops down and your progesterone starts to rise, then you become like jittery and worrying. And one of the things that I found that I did, and it was only when I was writing this book that I thought about this research, was I kind of get OCD about checking my social media. And sometimes I don't even go to bed for hours and hours. I'm just like, I'll check my email, check my check my Facebook messenger, check. And I'm like, I don't actually know what I'm waiting for, but but I'm worried about something coming in. Mm. And it turns out that this is not unusual. And it's quite, it, actually, it happens a lot to men. And one of the most successful ways that they have for treating men with OCD is to supplement with estrogen. So if I had somebody come to me who had that kind of like compulsiveness, um, I would try uh, Clarisage, but also, you know, um, people who are on the spectrum that have to kind of keep doing like like stimming or re- repetitive stuff are also good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think all of us would have those nights sometimes where something's on our mind and we keep checking. Like I have some nights where, you know, I'll get into bed in five minutes, I'm out. And other nights, like, I have to pick up my phone every five minutes and email myself. And there's just all that kind of, that machinations going on in the mind. So whenever any of us are getting into that, yeah, that, I don't know if it's not irritation or agitation, but just uneasy or worry is probably yeah. a good word for it, is yeah. just you can't settle the mind. Clary Sage would be a really great one there. Yeah, yeah. And, um I mean, it, 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 to me, it is a lunatic thing as well. I mean, you often talk about lunatic. The full moon gets me like that. You know, I don't, I just don't go to bed because my brain's like, woo. And over the years, I've learned, right, I've got three hours where I'm going to be away. I'm going to do, I'm going to do that piece of work then, that kind of creative mm. work because I am at my most mental then. But um, uh, if you don't want to do that, then Clary Sage is very good to be able to go, shh, just. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um one one term uh, in my studies I heard this um druidic um axiom which said your conscience is the voice of god within. Right. And I really quite like that and for me I don't know why but that resonates so beautifully with and we're kind of moving on to that you know the root of clary sage now I find it's a beautiful one for helping us to listen to our own inner voice. And as we get interested in in you know, personal growth or spirituality or that all, we're always like, well, what do my guides think? And what does this clairvoyant tell me? And what do my oracle cards tell me? And a lot of the time, we actually know the truth. I'm sure there are many people that have had a tarot reading before and said they were useless. They told me everything I already knew. And I'm like, no, they're a good reader because they're confirming what you're already knowing. You're just not trusting yourself enough to believe it that you go and pay someone 100 quid to tell you what you already know clary sage brings in that contentedness we've talked about the worry and the ocd and the all that kind of stress but a lot of the time we know the answer we already know and being able to listen to our own conscience the voice of god within i think clary sage can really really help us to do that and even tying in with that clary sage clear eye we have when we can listen with clary sage to know what we want what's our truth the path is clear we don't have to worry anymore so i really love clary sage in that realm yeah so i always talk about it being 
the ruled by Mercury and the Moon. Yeah. And Mercury in particular is really pertinent to what you're talking about. We talk about how it's like, well, we always talk about Mercury retrograde, don't we? How everything's going to go wrong, you know? But but it's to do with travel, but it's also it's to do with communication, and specifically, it's to do with the teacher-student communication, that passing the passing of information. Mm. But um, I'm always fascinated by this, like like creation of mercurial energy. So, and in particular, I see it play out in me because I can create enormous universes in my life, in my mind, of huge amounts of information. And then I'm trying to explain it to somebody and they're just like, shall I go make the tea? No. <laughs> because that gap from that state to that state is missing. And that's the hard work, you know, that getting it from there to there and then from from there to, to concrete of writing it down is quite easy. But this first bit here is really hard. So this, so if you are the kind of person that's like, I've got this enormous thing that I want to do, and I need to tell the bank manager about it. I need to get somebody on board about it. I want to, you know, explain it to people or I'm really upset and I can't get myself understood. Then it's really good of getting it from this state to, to this state, Clarice Age, mm. mercurial um, energy. But remember that mercury is like quicksilver. It changes. And that's that's also a strange thing that happens, that when it gets from there to there, you realise that's changed actually that that wasn't what it looked like in my head but usually it's better because you've made it clearer for somebody to else to understand so understanding that passage of um, information is helpful yeah. but also mercury obviously is hermes in um in, in the grecian pantheon and and as you quite rightly say hermes or was the only one that could go upper and lower he could go up to the uh, to the to the gods he could go down to the lower realms and he was the only deity that was allowed to do that like others couldn't move between and so this idea of being able to access different levels of consciousness is very much a mercurial thing and, and it's really active with um the clarice age especially um at the full moon and if you are trying to learn to scry, so whether that would be to be scrying in the black mirror or in your crystal ball or in water, it has that same sort of energy of just waiting for it to appear. You know, you kind of learn that kind of something is coming. I always think it's a bit like, do you remember those 3D pictures and you used to have to stare into them and stare into them and then suddenly... I was crap at them. I was rubbish at them. Let's see, but that's a scrying thing. Being able to, Mm. like, to relax your eyes, to kind of look but don't look. That's Mm. that's very much a scrying thing. So now you've learned to... Now you know that you want to try them again. You don't see them very often. I will. No, you don't. Look but don't look is how you do it and that's how you scry. And, And, um... Uh, Chloe Sage is very good at going, don't look at it, don't look at it, listen, perceive it, intuit it, don't look at it. Um, and you learn to to have a new antenna, really, to, to notice what else is going on if you use it enough. Yeah, the mantra that just kind of dropped into my head is, um, you don't need to seek the answer, the answer's already there. Yeah. It's kind of, and, and I think just as we've been chatting, it's really occurring to me that... Uh, 
you know, in, in my life at least, that clary sage is quite a powerful spiritual oil, but probably doesn't get listed as, you know, as a supreme spiritual oil that you'd need to have in your spiritual toolkit. But as we're no, talking about... But it is. If you were, if you were like... I mean, so again, jumping forward, it's very much brow chakra stuff um, mm. and, and, and throat chakra, but, but brow chakra. So if you want to learn to intuit, I don't think there's a better oil. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. And, and I'm reminded of someone when I was teaching, um, you know, a crystal class and th this guy came to me afterwards and he was really, really frustrated with himself. And he says, I'm not, I, I'm struggling with crystals. Like, you know, he said, I, I, I became interested in them about six weeks ago and I still can't feel the energy of them. I can't. And I said, I said, it took me seven years. It's a subtle energy that takes time. It's like, you know, a trained, like we take a car to a mechanic and they can hear that something's not right. And we're like, it sounds fine to me and that type of thing. And sometimes I think with spirituality, we get into this game of comparison of like, oh my God, everyone else is, you know, sometimes with crystals, especially people are like, oh yeah, I can feel a little tingling. And someone's like, oh, I felt my whole arm heat up. And then the next one's like, I felt it shoot up my arm. And the next one's like, I held it and an angel spoke to me and then the next person held it and all the angels spoke to me. I'm like, the answers are there, but we just don't try. You know, I think, no, I'm going to bastardize it now and I should never quote Star Wars. But what does Yoda say? Don't, don't try or not try, just do or something. I don't know, something like that. Someone... I don't know. We'll be able to tell you. No, I don't know. No. Are you, you're right, we'll, though. We'll get you? comments now. Yeah. But it, it, it's, yeah. it's not about yes, trying. Please do. Please do write it underneath <laughs> what on earth Yoda yeah. said. And uh, ideally backwards. I do like it when Yoda speaks backwards. Um, but, but yes, it, it's about working, walking into the resonance of something, isn't it? And um, some of us are just better at it than others and i do think as much about trusting people always say to me what what was it like being brought up in a in a by a, a clairvoyant and i go well she was my mom i didn't know anything different but as a but as a an adult now i really recognize that she never said to me that's stupid don't do that mm. No, don't, don't, no such thing as, as fairies. I Nobody ever said that to me. You know, when I talked about like auras, everyone's like, yeah, yeah. We talked about ghosts. I mean, I remember, really gone off track now, but I can remember one situ one evening when mum had a, a very glamorous dinner party and my sister, who we should have her on the show one day because you should really witness how not very good at controlling a mouse she is. <laughs> And she came downstairs and she was always very good at being able to say things that you, nobody else would say. She came down and she went, is anybody listening to me? And everyone was like, oh, this little girl's got out of bed. What's this about? And she went, I don't suppose anybody's interesting that I just saw a person walk through the toilet wall. Is, are they? No? Okay, I'm going to bed. <laughs> but that was what our house was like. You know, these things were accepted. And so it's not surprising that I can do what I can do and what she can do because we never had a moment where we had to relearn it, you know? We, mm. we kept our childhood stuff, yeah. Yeah. Now, one thing, I guess, talking we've been talking about, like, it clears the way so we can just allow wisdom, guidance, whatever that may be, to come through. Sages are renowned for being cleansers. We've, you know, white sage is probably the most famous, although we do need to be wary of how we're using that because of the sustainability issues. Spanish sage is another one that I love to cleanse with. 
Parisage can also be used for that as well. Where where would you possibly use that as a would you and and when would you use it as an energy or space cleanser? Well, I can't leave it, so I have to say white sage isn't Artemisia. So, <laughs> but yes, you're quite right. Um, but do you know? What? I don't know, and the reason why I don't know, in fact. If other people want to look back through other interviews, there was an interesting one I did about six weeks ago with a lady called Angela Sidlow. And she was the lady that she came on the masterclass, remember? And she had those cards with the acupressure points mm, on. Yes. And she had this fantastic clary sage plant that she'd grown. I cannot grow it for love and money. So normally I would use like... Um, herbs for space cleansing. Well, I've never got any parasage because it won't grow. But um, I kind of, the only time I would ever do anything similar to that would be like connecting with the angelic realms. So spritzing it into the the aura to to lift the resonance and the vibration, but wouldn't necessarily use it for space clearing. How would you use it? That's interesting. I'd probably... Yeah, probably where I would lean into it would be we've been talking about the moon and cleansing space around for that more spiritual work. You know, I think where, where, where there's that erraticness that we've been talking about today uh, with that to kind of cleanse that, I think, you know, or where there's erratic energy around or there's um, I'm almost getting visions now of when like there's a tragedy and you need to focus and that type of thing or there's erratic energy you just need to kind of zone in or or get rid of that so that you can do your healing work or you know if there's something else on your mind and you need to focus to clear that's where i'd kind of reach for it it would be good to spend away that emotional energy i think that's really good i think the other thing that would be really good is if you were trying to study you know it just Mm. really kind of pacifies that so that you can just let stuff go in yeah 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 now You've talked a little bit about it being the moon and the mercury. I, I, I'm still a bit of a stickler for I love my purple flowered plants being a Jupiter. So, you know, when we when I lump it together and I've been, you know, Jupiter is in retrograde for the rest of the year now. Um, so I've been, you know, throughout September and so on, I've been talking a lot about Jupiter, Jupiter, Jupiter. Um, you know, when we look at lavender, hyssop, um, clary sage, tulsi, um, Spanish sage, they either give us oils from their purple flowering tops or they at least have purple flowers. So they all kind of are tied in with that Jupiterian energy of they all help us with a, a little bit of wisdom, but also helping to cleanse out the things that stop us from growing. But the interesting thing during a Jupiter retrograde, Jupiter is, you know, fun fact about Jupiter, largest planet in the sky, we already know that. But because of its um, gravitational pull, if Jupiter wasn't in our solar system, Earth and Mars and all uh, Mercury and Venus would have been sucked into the sun. And it's actually, they predict that it's responsible for throwing Uranus and Neptune and Pluto out that way, out into the region, because he just bandies around in that way. So he is a planet of good luck, of fortune, expansion in our lives and in our spirituality as well. And so when he goes into retrograde, what tends to happen is things like we get less invites. Or we have less opportunities. If you rely on clientele, it drops down. You might find that social life drops. Money can drop down or you get more um, unexpected bills. So what happens is your life becomes a little bit quieter. And this is a really great time because the colour often associated with Jupiter is the colour violet, the crown chakra. It's a, you know, the challenge I give people when I'm talking about Jupiter is I want you to breathe in. 
Now keep breathing in, bit more, bit more, bit more, and eventually we're going to pop. <laughs> so we need to breathe out. And the Jupiter retrograde, which happens for about one third of every year, so about four months of every year, is your time to stop and make sure that you are actually on the right path to go forward. So working with these oils, whether it be clary sage or hyssop or tulsi or lavender, um, these are all, rosemary is another beautiful one sacred to Jupiter as well. They really help us to stop and make sure that we are going in the right direction that we want to expand because we've always been in, I'm sure we've each had something in our lives where we've been going forward and we end up, because we haven't had a chance to think about it, we ended up somewhere where we didn't want to. And Jupiter retrograde is a time to kind of just make sure that, hold on, this is my breath out before I take the next breath in to expand into the next direction that I want to expand into rather than I just accidentally fall into. Does that make sense? It does. Um, it really makes me think of movement energy and also Mercury retrograde, this idea of reflection. And mm. I talked about scrying, you know, but, you know, yeah. the, the the moon doesn't have its own light. It reflects the sun. Um, mm. And so when you have these kind of medicines um, that have this kind of looking back, thinking, reflecting, they're really good for mental health. Um, we don't we don't really build these into our calendar. You know, now that we haven't got the Sabbaths, we don't, there's no time for sitting and reflecting. But that is the whole point of like following the moon cycles, isn't it? That we have uh, that time. But it is a really good oil for sitting and reflecting. Yeah. And I, like, I, I, so I was going to say, like, with one of the other things that um, makes me think of like Mercury is when you have a Mercury retrograde, you often have people from the past turning up don't you that's a weird phenomena of it you know these old boyfriends and old friends and you're like i've thought about them for years and they're almost like healing opportunities i haven't thought of them for years but actually that's really bringing something up for me and gives you a chance to be able to work through it again that is another way to use clary sage you know when those kind of moments rear the heads and you're like that does not fit in this time zone I, uh, that doesn't. That's not my life now, and you kind of have that ooh, wobble. It's really good for that. I, I think you know you brought up a really good point that seems to be coming up a lot recently. Is those that just follow the sun um, and, and are into astrology and even just into the moon, like we are and many other people are, they tend to reflect on their lives about once a year. It's that New Year's Eve time time. Do you know when I mean? you kind of look back and you go, "Oh well, that year was rubbish, and this year's going to be much better." What I love about working with the moon is every dark moon into the new moon is like a New Year's Eve. So every 28 to 29 days is a time to kind of go, am I heading in the right direction? And depending on which zodiac sign that moon is in, you can kind of zone into that aspect of life. You're exactly right with the retrograde. Each one of them offers a lesson and a time of reflection to kind of step back because their energy isn't helping you to go forward at that point in time. I mean, Mercury retrograde, a, a lesser known fact that people don't bring up as much, is Mercury governs the logical, quick-thinking mind. And so that's going to not be as reliable during that time, which is great because that actually gives the intuitive mind a, a time to come up because the monkey mind isn't going off all the time. So whenever you know there's retrogrades, and retrogrades are happening all the time. Um, they, they, they can 
yeah, each one, you know, Mercury is only for three weeks. You know, Venus and Mars are around 40 days. Jupiter and the larger planets go up to five, six, seven months kind of thing. So there's always time in, in different aspects for reflection. And you're exactly right. Those people that stop, pause, reflect on their lives and go, am I heading where I want to head? Can redirect the sales a lot better than someone who checks in once a year and go, oh, that was a waste of a year. Hopefully next year is better. And then they just do the same cycle over and over again and get to the end of their year, the end of their decade, the end of their job, the end of their life going, this is where I wanted to be. So working with the moon or astrology can really help us with that. And I think Clary Sage is a beautiful compliment in many of those reflections. Yeah, and I think that also, I I wouldn't say it was necessarily an oil of gratitude, it's not. But that process, that process of of kind of checking in once uh, once a month because you haven't gone too far off, it does make you like go, oh, look what I achieved this month. Oh, oh, I did do that. I didn't do that, right? So I can reassess myself, and it does make you more like, gosh, things are going well with me, and you know, makes you more grateful about what's going on. I think, yeah, yeah. Even even working with the moon and Clary Sage in goal setting, you know, how do you become the world's best piano player? Oh, well, I could never be that. Well, this month, can you buy a piano? Next month, can you find a piano teacher? Next month, can you learn to play one song? Bit by bit by bit, it's a small step. So Clary Sage, if you are, I think, you know, if you are worrying about how do I do something big and maybe I've got to achieve something by the end of the year, maybe I've got to save this money, Working with Clary Sage and breaking it down to lunar cycles could be a really nice way of stopping that monkey mind or those machinations that are really stressing you out as well. Definitely. Mm. So Clary Sage, not just a women's oil. It's got some really spiritual potentiality. It's great for guys. I love it. And I think all guys can benefit from using it as well. Um, And so many other uses for it that hopefully we've kind of uncovered in this episode. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think the key word to remember, if, if, you're, if you are a guy and you're not sure how to use it, remember cramps. Anything that comes up for cramps, great. So if you've like worked out and you've got aches and pains the next day, all of those things, tremendous for Clary Sage. Mm, yeah. So we will see you again next week for another episode when we dive into another gift of Mother Nature. Until then, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and take care of Mother Earth because she grows as Clary Sage and we need it. <laughs> Bye-bye.